you know, I'd heard about Love Sack, I think, a long time ago. The first time I, I saw a store was in, in Dallas, actually in Galleria. I said, this thing really has gone mainstream. I thought it was a bunch of beanbags. No, I'm wrong. I mean, this is a massive furniture store, but it's got a fascinating story. Sean Nelson uh, started this company uh, about 25 years ago. In, in your parents' garage. He joins us right now. It's good to have you. Or was it the basement? Yeah, the, the, the basement. But yes, good to be with you. And uh, we've got a crazy story. It really is. It's so, so 25 years ago, I mean, there were, that was the big deal. There were, there were beanbag chairs. And we had them <laughs> in college, and you'd, you'd jump up in the air and fall on it. And then all these you know, things would fly out of it, and the thing would explode. I never really thought this would become mainstream. I thought this was like a, like water beds or something. Well, let me let me interrupt you. First of all, we don't we don't make bean bags. We we use that so people know the word. But uh, we our sacks have always been filled with chopped up furniture foam. So yeah. the same foam that might be in your couch cushion or whatever. And that that came as an accident. I had made I had the idea, the dumb idea, to make a really really big bean bag, like me to the TV, the whole floor. So I got <laughs> off the couch, drove down to Duran's Fabrics, bought some fabric, brought it home, cut it out. It's like seven feet across. Couldn't buy enough beanbag beads <laughs> from Michael's possibly. Right, this was just a it. wild hair you had to, to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally just like a spontaneous, and then very obviously impulsive and kind of weird and brought it home. So I cut, I cut up camping mattresses. You know, everyone's got a piece of yellow foam in their basement with a bungee cord around it. Yeah, yeah I cut yeah. those up on a paper cutter into cubes. <laughs> Spent three weeks stuffing <laughs> this thing with that kind of stuff and ever and so it's more like a giant pillow yeah i mean you could leap off the second floor balcony onto it and just sink into it and 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 everywhere i took it everyone wants one it becomes my side hustle in college we open a retail store in 2001 believe it or not that works we get down to texas and open a bunch more there in california and and before long people are trying to buy the couch that's on display in our store and that led us to couches which we'll get to and We've evolved and evolved, and 25 years later, we're still selling giant not bean bags filled with foam, but mostly these really cool couches that you could have the rest of your life because they're built that way. We're really proud of that. But this is an industry that has just devoured people. I don't have to tell you that, but I mean, I think of Haverty's and well, just here, Pier One, not too long ago, Z Gallery. Furniture companies just, they get run out of business, I guess, by big guys yeah. or, or people change their, you know, their fashion tastes. But you guys are furniture is a tough you, you yeah, can, furniture is a tough business. And and a big part of our success was in, in that first store, we 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 were sucking all of the air out of our foam bean bags, which allowed them us to ship them at one eighth their original volume. We could stock them, we could store them, we could ship them. And if we had one cover, because they're removable washable covers, if we had or if we had 20 covers in stock yeah. for one shrunken sack, I have 20 sacks to sell you. And so it logistically, it turned out to be a really great business. And then we applied that same approach to couches where we now put these Lego like pieces in boxes and we can ship them all over the world. Lot smaller carbon footprint, a lot easier to ship, deal with stock in any color, any fabric, machine washable, peel them off, change them. I have sectionals in my living room. They're called sectionals, our couches. Yeah. I have them in my living room that are 16 years old. Some of the pieces made it with brand new pieces, made it with stealth tech our new surround sound that's embedded. I think they're on their 10th set of covers uh, just for fun, you know, cause you can wash and change them. And so this whole business model around logistics has given Lovesack an edge that has caused us to be the fastest growing furniture retailer in the United States 
for almost a decade, you know, or amongst the top three, uh, often number one for almost a decade. And we're but, really proud of that because of many of these. So you've attributes. gone through, I don't know, two or three generations anyway of, of letters, Z's and X's and, you know, probably baby boomers and everything else. How do you keep it fresh? You have a background. You you were at Parsons School of Design, right? Yeah. Yeah. Later, I I, I did achieve a master's degree from Parsons in so New York City. Really help proud you of that. Sort of fresh in the there. Yeah, definitely. Look, we what we do. So the weird thing about Levsack is we don't, unlike all those companies you named, we don't make a ton of items. We don't we don't do rugs, bowls, lamps, baskets, decorative accessories, votives, candles. I mean, we only at the moment do giant sacks and and these really cool couches and some accessories that go with those and and but but what we do is all these limited edition capsule collections celebrity editions uh and and keep it fresh in that way meanwhile gobbling up market share against all of the other big retailers like the ones you mentioned that also sell couches yeah. their couches just don't do what our couches do so part of what's kept us fresh is pure growth like we started so small we had a long way to grow. Now that we are bigger, we're still not the biggest, but we're pretty big. Um, we have to keep it threat fresh with these other means. And meanwhile, we're innovating into other categories, leveraging these same philosophies. But you've got a lot of real estate. What do you have? How many company-owned stores do you have? 70? Yeah, no, 225 uh, Love Sack locations that you'd recognize like in shopping malls. And then another wow. 50 inside of Best Buy where we do shop-in shops that are permanent there. But you have that real estate. I mean, you, you can... You can sell anything you want to in there if you want to. I, have you tried other? You know, that's items? easy to say. Yeah. Selling anything you want. But to build a brand that means something, you have to be really selective about your strategy. But yes, it, it is a huge advantage. The bigger advantage these days is that we know all these customers. You know, we don't wholesale. So if you've bought from us, we have your information. We can remarket to you anything we want, but we won't. Because that would dilute the brand. So we, but we will selectively branch into other categories that make sense for this brand and build a brand around that. Well, and that would make sense because otherwise, I mean, how many times am I going to be your customer? You could sell me one of these and I love it. It's comfortable and I like to watch football games while laying down yeah. in it and I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. In fact, one, our platform allows you and encourages you to repeat with us because you can, with sectionals anyway, you can add to it, grow it, change the fabric, change the cover, do all these cool things with it, upgrade it when we launch things like Stealth Tech, Storage Seed, all of these ways you can upgrade. And that's really satisfying. But ironically, we're trying to sell you a couch you could have the rest of your life because it's it's built to last a lifetime and it's designed to evolve. That's the way we built the whole platform. And so uh, ironically, you are correct. If we're radically successful, so far we're only like 2% of the couch category because it's a massive category. Every home in the United States has a couch. Yeah. We think we make the best one. We have a lot of growth yet to come. But if we're radically successful, there will be fewer couches sold in the world because we meddled with this category in the way that we are, are doing it. So we will be compelled and are compelled to innovate into other categories. And we're and we're proud of that. That's our That's our path to sustainability is to make stuff that actually sustains. No one's talking about that, yeah. you know? So tell me about the point of purchase. So you grew, you started this company at a time when bricks and mortar was, you know, essential. But during the interim, the internet grew. And as you've talked about, your, your ability to, to shrink and, you know, send these things through the mail and have them explode when they open and all of a sudden you got a full couch. I mean, why stay with bricks and mortar? Do you need, do people need to see it and sit on it? Yeah. So 
we no longer even call them stores. We don't stock inventory. You can't go home with it. Uh, what happens is most people these days are doing their research online. They're seeing us on Instagram. They're seeing us on social media with influencers, TV, even we have advertisements. They're going to their phone. They're looking it up. They're doing their research. They might spend 30, 60, 90 days because we sell, our stuff's expensive. Love Sack stuff is not cheap, but you will have it forever. So, you know, it's kind of the thing, look, I'm spending five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 on a couch. I got to see this thing. I got to sit on this thing one time. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it It's like Legos. It must be rickety. It must not be comfortable. It has surround sound. What's that all about? Okay. I'm going to go see this thing. They stumble their way into their nearest showroom. And that's why it's such an advantage for us to obviously have these showrooms and they find out, whoa, it's for real. There's a reason people will pay, you know, this kind of money for this kind of product. And that's what's caused us to win. And so we've evolved. The company's evolved over time. You know, we started it at retail. We don't think of ourselves at all as a retailer. These are the, This is married. It's a true omni-channel strategy where people research online and go see it. Well, you, I tell you, the best thing of you as a retailer is Wall Street. And, and you came public and you, you sold stock and you've been successful. But you have to fall in some sort of a category. What kind of constraints does Wall Street put on you? I've loved being a public company so far, you know, knock on wood, we've done very well because we've, I think we've seven times our revenue since we came public in 2018, you know, and our stock has been way up and our stock has been way down with the markets, are, you know, they're crazy, but the business has been really steady and really successful and, and profitable and cash generative. We're proud of that. So um, for me, having raised money through venture capital and private equity, I'd prefer, you know, having a thousand bosses over one really opinionated boss. And it's been great. Yeah, but every every three months you've got to go out and and uh and and meet the investor and pay the piper. Yeah. I, I would imagine That's okay. a fair amount of anxiety, especially going through something like COVID. Yeah, you know, from a business standpoint, it is the best format, if you're honest. And the reason people may not like it is because it's hard. But I, you know, as, as someone who believes in merit, what it means is that I got to be awesome. The company's got to be awesome. The brand's got to be awesome. There's nowhere to hide. And yeah, so that's right. I feel like this fundamentally is what I believe in. So it's tough, but I love it. Uh, Sean Wilson is the uh, the founder and the CEO of Love Sack. He's also got a brand new book coming out that we want to talk about. Will you come back and, and talk to us about uh, Let Me Save You 25 Years, Mistakes, Miracles, and Lessons from the Love Sack Story? Yes, love to. Right. Thank you. We'll do it. That's Sean Nelson. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.